In this episode, we geek out about some of the games shown at E3, Firewatch, The Expanse, and Joan Soda, then review The Incredibles 2 and Don't Nod's latest game, Vampire. All this and more on The Geek Generation. Everybody, welcome to the Geek Generation. I am your host Rob Logan, and I am joined in studio by Mike Volpe. Yes, I am here. Yes, how are you? I'm good. It's gorgeous today. It it's is not humid. It's oh. not 800 degrees. Like the first day in a while. Yeah, I think yesterday was not. No, last night was nice. It because... rained in the middle of the day, or yeah. like morningish, and the humidity cut, and then. Oh, I actually woke up cold last night. Same. In the middle of the night, I was like, "Wow, maybe I have to get under." The covers. It got below sixty for like the first time in days. Oh, it felt so good. It's been a crazy summer, but we have a lot to talk about. We do, as we always do, and we're gonna start it off with geek outs. Yay! What are you geeking out over, Mike? I'm going first. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I will start with Firewatch. Yes. On Xbox One, I played on. What I played it on PC. This I stumbled upon it looking through Xbox games that were downloadable. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what it was, so I Google searched it, and it. I read just the brief explanation as to what it was that you're set in. You're a uh, a ranger, ranger, basically. Yeah. yeah, it's you and one other person. You're in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. and there's some sort of mystery taking place. So that's all I knew. I was like, "Is there going to be a murderer? Is this going to become science fiction?" I had no clue. Is it going to be horror? Yeah, I had no clue what I was going into mm-hmm. when I turned this game on, and I started playing it, and immediately felt like I was just immersed in some sort of new world. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns out these games are categorized as walking uh, simulator. Simulator. Yeah, yeah. My brain is mush right it's now. Okay, I got you. Do the best I can. <laughs> it's been a long week. Like. Literal, my brain is like applesauce. Yeah. It's just mush. Uh, so I didn't really understand what that was. I had to Google search, like, what's a walking simulator? Mm-hmm. And then I saw the other games and understood that. To, I don't assume – it's more like a point and click to me. Like, I feel like it's more like that. Because it's, it's, yeah, it's that idea, but it's it's like a point and click has the, the stop and dialogue, yeah. I guess, a lot. And the walking simulator, there's no, like – stop it's all just experiential i think i don't like the term for it the term walking, walking sim- it implies that there's nothing going on yeah, that's what i feel yeah. like so i'm just gonna go walk through the woods that's the game yeah <laughs> no, the game is much more it's much more it, it yeah is, i feel like the two major driving things in this game are the dialogue mm-hmm. so you got the characters and the way they interact with each other which in this game all your character interaction is done on a walkie-talkie mm. so you're out on one side of a valley and there's another ranger delilah who's in a tower on mm-hmm. the other side who's been doing this for years comes out every summer she's the ranger and you're new to it she's kind of the boss yeah so she's kind of leading you but the whole game as you're walking is just built around dialogue mm-hmm. making some choices in dialogue as to how you want to respond to situations and things she says and questions you ask and then the other thing is just the environment was very intriguing. Mm-hmm. It was somewhat, I don't want to say cell shade, but like that cartoon yeah, style. Yeah. So it wasn't built to be ultra realistic, mm-hmm. but it felt like you were a part of this world. Totally. 
the sound effects were really good in the game. So I just felt like I was there. You don't see a lot of animal interaction. If you play through, you can interact with some animals mm-hmm. in the game. They're kind of, you get rewards for doing so. Oh, yeah. Like there's a raccoon in the game that you can oh. find in a couple different spots. I never saw it. And you get an achievement because it will attack you. Oh, yeah, it's hidden in three different spots. One of them, for example, like right at the beginning of the game, mm-hmm. you get out of your truck and you can walk towards the path that leads to the ranger station. Mm-hmm. There's like a hidden, I think there's, I want to say the, one of the raccoons is somewhere around there. Okay. But once you get past that, you're cut off. Oh. So right. you can't ever go back. Right. So there's hidden little things along the way. Mm. But I was, I as I played through the game and the mystery began to unfold and then you realize what's going on, I was like, this is so awesome. I have to play it again. So I beat it and went right back to it and That's just started crazy. playing again, which I don't do often. Yeah. I think Fallout 3 was the last game that I immediately went back and replayed. And I feel like with this game, I could just randomly turn it on, start a new game, play for maybe a half hour, an really? hour, and then just shut it off and go back to again. Huh. Because with walking simulators, I get I get the experience and I get the narrative and then I kind of stop there. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know the story, and there's not, like, a ton of different choices you can make to alter that story. The story is what the story is. You can change the dialogue responses and things like yeah. that, but once you have the narrative, you kind of got it. I guess it's like rewatching a movie. Yeah. And I do that, so I guess it doesn't make that much difference. Yeah, but. playing through a second time allowed me to make different dialogue choices, mm-hmm. and I did it. Because I wanted to see how Henry and Delilah's interactions would change Mm. if I could make her angry or change her tone in a situation. Sure. And you do. Ultimately, the story plays out the same way. Yep. It doesn't change the universe within the game. But you can change the the dialogue story a bit. So it'll kind of ultimately get back to a center path. Mm -hmm. But you can go off on a tangent and then come back. Mm. So changing the dialogue does change things. And what I found was if you go and wander off, so the game's divided into days, day one, day two, day three. Then all of a sudden it jumps to day like, I don't know, whatever, in the teens Mm -hmm. and then the 20s and the 30s. And then things really start to unravel and fall apart for them. But if you go and wander off, it opens up more dialogue. She'll start asking you more questions about your past. You can question her about things. So Mm -hmm. It created a bigger story instead of just sticking to that path. Yeah. The main storyline. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too. There are, there are a couple issues here and there, like little things. Like I, I, so without spoiling anything, there's a fenced in area in the game. Yes. I ran into it way ahead of time because I got lost. Oh, I, yeah. I had a hard time navigating the map in general, but that's my problem in video games always is navigating. It was difficult to navigate. Yeah. Yeah. So at one point I ended up in the fencing area way before they wanted me over there. Mm. And when I tried to interact with the fence, it became a story between Henry and Delilah. They just told a story and he just wouldn't acknowledge the fence. Oh, so like okay. anything else you look at, he's like, oh, tell me about this thing. Tell me about that thing. And right. I called Delilah about the fence on the walkie. Yep. They didn't even mention it. They just went into a story. Oh, that's interesting. That because that it was like, you're not supposed to be here yet. So we're not even going to acknowledge that yeah. this thing's in front of you. What's funny is the first time I played through, I tried not to wander because I'm like, is a dude with an axe going to come out of nowhere? Like, right, I had right. no clue what the hell was about to happen. <laughs> but that's that's interesting that, that that happened right there. Yeah. 
Hmm. But overall, it's worth it. I, there's a lot of walking simulators that I've played and I like. Gone Home is great. I played that. That Tacoma was awesome. Tacoma is great. Very short Gone Home. Yeah. Oh, you I, just played it between... No, I played it... Oh, you had played before it. Before 4th of July. Okay. Right after I beat uh, Firewatch for the second time, mm-hmm. I Google searched walking simulators because okay. I was intrigued and then bought the game. It was for like four ninety nine, mm. and I have about $80 in Xbox gift cards. So yeah. Like, yeah, I'm getting a bunch of games. I played it. It was very short. It is. Very good. Yeah. And that was the one that was in a house. Mm-hmm. And like you just basically went from room to room, but what? I mean, great detail. You Amazing felt like you were story. In the house. Yeah. It's very different than playing Halo, for yeah. example. Oh, yeah. You know, whole different. It's such a small little world that's so well built. Yeah, I enjoy I them, that. though, because they're just, they're great narratives. Yeah. And I feel like I'm taking part in it as part of it minimal learning curve mm-hmm. minimal button pressing yeah great story yeah anyone can play through them yeah yeah and then i'm playing um the edith finch game oh yeah what remains of edith finch yeah yep which i actually haven't played in a week oh i actually haven't sat on my couch for more than 15 minutes in a week <laughs> so it's been busy I, it was today 15 minutes i sat and was like oh just breathe I like, should i turn the game on no, I'm gonna have to leave. Yeah, 15 minutes. So I just sat and stared out the window for a moment of peace. <laughs> um, yeah, that was my first one. I'm gonna keep going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had E3 recently, yep, we did. kind of a few weeks ago, <laughs> and which felt like it came out of nowhere. I was, I mean, I prepared for it way it, ahead of time, but, but yeah, I was because I'm so. I people don't. Know, I I purchased another gym, mm-hmm. so the last few months have been just my head stuck in Excel sheets and all different things so out of nowhere all of a sudden youtube blew up with you know e3 and i'm like holy crap e3 and game and trailers then, everywhere yeah, and game yeah. trailer came out for a new fallout game so i'm mm-hmm. pretty excited for fallout 76 i'm intrigued i'm optimistic for it but i don't know how it's going to play out because this one mm-hmm. isn't a single player game with all these branching stories well they could be this is multiplayer mm-hmm. online with every character being an actual person yeah so, on one hand, I'm like, this could be really time-consuming. Am I going to be able to do this, play this? But on the other hand, I go, it would be so awesome to play the Fallout universe with your friend. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, I think, what everybody has wanted. I'm into the idea of playing with your friends mm-hmm. and having it be a co-op experience. Mm-hmm. I'm not sold on the idea of everybody in the world is a real person because it makes me think of games like Ark mm-hmm. and Seven Days to Die and rust and conan exiles and those are games i'm not really into have you played arc no but I i've watched the, people play i downloaded it. a maybe it's a demo i don't know it mm-hmm. let me play the game for a bit and it was tough because when i ran into somebody they either completely ignored you as if you didn't exist mm-hmm. or they just killed you yeah tried to and yeah. i'm like oh i hope th- what they say is that they're they're trying to find a way to limit that from happening in this game i don't know how these games also strongly encourage you to get a group together on your own yeah and play with your friends i've never had a good experience playing by myself mm-hmm. and like trying to group up in game or anything like that mm-hmm. i've always had to come in with a group of my own yeah. to enjoy it well, i'm excited for the universe they're building too because this is going to be the first game that's set only years after the bombs fell 20 mm-hmm. something years or is it 76 years? Is that why it's 76? Uh, no, it takes place in like 76. Oh, like, yeah. Vault 76. Yeah, there's a re- it, it opens, it 
takes place not shortly after the first group of people to come out of their vaults. Yeah, is what it is. Yeah. So who knows what the world's going to look like? There should be a ton of radiation. It should be a whole different looking world than what we're used to. Mm. Um, the the trailers and the E3 conference with Bethesda made the game look promising. So I'm hopeful for it. I will watch. I, I will have to read reviews when yeah. I'm playing. But I'm hoping that it's good because I love Fallout. And it'll be fun. I hope it's people. good too. I mean, I'm I'm not as optimistic as you, mm. but I I would want it to be good. What do you think is going to be the biggest issue? Just people killing each Just other. Just the fact that it's all multiplayer. Yeah. I think the more people you bring into a game, sometimes the more you lose control of it. Mm. So there are a lot of ways that people can ruin your experience. And well, they do that in real life. Yeah. In the supermarket. So why do I want them so, doing it yeah, in the game I know, too? In a place where you can zone out. Well. <laughs> yeah. We'll transition into the next game then. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, there's really nothing out there about it, but it was the reveal trailer for the next Halo game. Mm-hmm. So I have, I have no clue, but I didn't expect it. I didn't think another Halo was coming out anytime soon. And then as the trailer progresses in it, the camera pulls back. Mm-hmm. You see Master Chief holding his helmet. Mm. Uh, and I was like, ooh, sweet. So it almost seems like this game's going back a bit, like to the basics of, they're on a ring, ring world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm hopeful that we get to play as him because the biggest complaints with the last game was that he's in it, but you don't get to play as him. Oh, that's you're switching between him and another group that are searching for him. Uh, um, I'm hoping you get to play as him and they continue the story. I'm surprised people that are that attached to Master Chief. Like, does he have a personality? Does yeah. he have a character? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you play through it. I played whole... one and two, and I didn't feel like Master Chief was anything more than just like a vessel. Oh. That I was playing through. Yeah. I don't know. I felt attachment. Like, at the end of the third one, you think that he's dead until the end of the credits. Mm-hmm. Spoiler. But uh, <laughs> I was, like, crushed almost on the point of, like, they killed, like, they killed the chief. Like, yeah. Now, like, I felt hurt. Like, you took it's like when a character in a TV show that you love gets killed off. The show could continue, yep. but you just lost like a major player to it. Sure. Like, I'm sure you deal with watching um, everything. Everything. Well, Walking <laughs> Dead does that. And yeah. then, um, what do you want? Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. So yeah. it's like that. Um, I, people were really attached. And then when they were told that they were going to do a fourth one, people were like, yeah. And you really didn't get to play with as him as much. And then the other Halo, you know, same thing. You get to play as him, but yep, not enough. So this this is exciting. I think it's going to be a step back to what people want. And it'll be interesting to see how the game progresses because True. so much has come out. And I feel like the game universe has changed a lot in the last few years. It seems like things are a lot more multiplayer. A oh more, god, yeah. A lot more loose feeling. Yep. Like there's not so many restrictions on things. Like look at Grand Theft Auto or is it Overwatch or mm-hmm. all these online games, the shooters. So it'd be interesting to see how they could take aspects of that, if they will, and Im- implement it into Halo. Yeah, I wonder if it'll be even be the same genre as prior Halo games. Yeah. Like they- is it going to be that first person shooter? linear story or is it going to be multiplayer is it going to be more open world yeah is it going to be a competitive shooter is it going to be a battle royal game because everywhere yeah. every game well, the multiplayer aspect is going to have to change a lot yeah to catch up with what else is going on and then the story can be your typical first person shooter story mm-hmm. it would be nice that it was longer the stories 
just seem like they haven't gotten longer. So you had the first one on Xbox. Mm-hmm. But and it was a long story, but I feel like when we switched to Xbox 360, Xbox 1, the stories didn't get longer. You have more space on the disc, you have more story you could tell and they don't. Some people, some studios don't feel developing single player narratives is monetarily worth it. Mm-hmm. And it's actually more profitable to make a multiplayer game. Sure. So so a lot of the times they'll create a single player narrative to appease those that want it. Mm-hmm. But they're going to focus their efforts on the multiplayer aspect. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate for those of us that just really enjoy single player narratives. Yeah. But money, money. I haven't sat and played an online game in a while. I only play them because I stream, honestly. I probably wouldn't otherwise, except for Overwatch. I think that's why (laughs) I've gravitated towards these single-player games like Firewatch, Mm -hmm. because I can just sit by myself and get immersed in a universe. Yeah. Um, Last geek out uh, is actually I signed up for a monthly subscription program. Mm -hmm. I have canceled it. And I'll explain why. But Jones Soda has yeah. a monthly subscription. They'll send you, I think, six sodas and like swag. So I got a really nice Jones Soda t-shirt, some oh, pins, nice. decal stuff each month. I did it for three months to see because they have a bunch of flavors. Mm-hmm. But most of the grocery stores only sell a few of the flavors. Yeah, like a handful. So they sent me a bunch. I got a like I have peanut butter and jelly. Uh, that was really good. They sent. They had an orange soda I had never tried. They sent me like a lemon lime. Mm-hmm. They sent diet cola. There was fufu berry, the one that fufu I tried. Berry you yeah. tried on the fourth. That was good. Yeah. So I got to try some other flavors, and they were really good. So it was just nice to you get it each month. It's got swag in it. I think it costs. It comes out to like honestly, it was like three bucks a bottle, which is expensive for soda, uh, and then a little bit for shipping. And but that's not a ton for flavors that you would have to order like specifically. Exactly. And you, you wouldn't just order one. It's right. A case right. Of those. So I tried it out. The thing is, I don't drink a ton of regular soda. So after the third month, I sat and looked in my fridge and went, well, I have a <laughs> lot of soda. So um, I did cancel it, but I will reorder. Once I get through these, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. start it up again. But for those out there who like soda and like some quirky flavors, it's definitely and worth signing up And quality for. stuff. They are. Yeah, definitely. So those are my geek outs. Cool. Uh, My first geek out is The Expanse, Mm -hmm. which is a show that I had been hearing about for a while. Uh, I ended up binging through it because for those of you that listened to the last episode, uh, there was an uh, opportunity to interview Cass Anvar, who's one Mm -hmm. of the actors on the show. So I wanted to be prepared for interviews, as I always do. So I started binge watching it and then I got hooked and then I watched the entire series, which is only three seasons right now. It's nothing Mm -hmm. crazy. It was airing on sci-fi, but they got canceled after season three because it's the most expensive show sci-fi has ever put out. They were doing like five million dollars an episode. Wow. Yeah. When you think about Game of Thrones is like eight million. Yeah. So. Well, there's so many special effects. Right. Right. So when you're doing a sci-fi show that has a full world and it has the ship and all that stuff, you're going to have a big budget. You're going to need a big budget to make that work as well. So they ended up getting canceled. But. There was a huge outcry on Mm -hmm. social media, uh, very loyal fans for this show. And it doesn't always happen, but the fans were heard and Amazon picked it up. So they're going to be moving from sci-fi to Amazon for season four. And then who knows 
where it's going to go from there. But the show is really great. Um, it's kind of hard. It's one of those shows that's really dense mm-hmm. and it's hard to kind of break it down premise wise to just one thing. Mm-hmm. But I guess if you are going to try, you would say that there's a handful of characters that are on this ship called the Rasinante. It is a Martian warship that they stole from the Martians. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we live in a, in a time where we are still living on Earth, but we've also colonized Mars. Okay. And it's been long enough to where now Earth and Mars look at each other as the others type okay. idea. So even though we're all human, they're like, oh, they're the Martians, we're the Earthers. Yeah. And then in between them are what they call the Belters. Okay. That are kind of mining on these colonies in between the two planets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is like that kind of segregation and almost racism even though we're all human yeah but you well, go oh those are belters sense. those are yeah. martians those are earthers it's and like, there's oh, a whole canadians yeah and there's a whole that was political like, thing know. we don't hate canadians no, no, we're no, just no, saying but, you know it's that yeah we're just saying it's that kind of a, a separation yeah um so it's it's kind of that idea uh and then the politics that go along with that mm-hmm. the and but that you follow around this one crew you follow around some politicians and you fall around a handful of characters kind of interwoven. But again, it's very dense. A How lot of people that work in the show. Are there is there a government for Mars and a government for Earth? Or yep. is there one overseeing government? There there are planets? separate governments for oh. for each planet. Yeah. So basically it could be at war with each other. They could be, yeah. And so, at some point like they are obviously China because and America is yeah. now the US against or yeah. it's the the Earth against Mars. Yeah. Interesting. But it's a cool show. I recommend it. Uh, and if you have Amazon Prime, the first two seasons are up there. Okay. And then the third will be on there, obviously, because Amazon's getting the show. Mm-hmm. So check That's it out. what's nice about this day and age mm-hmm. is if a show on TV goes out or wants to be rebooted, mm-hmm. you can almost count on either Amazon or yeah. Hulu or uh, Netflix to pick it up. Totally. Which is nice. Uh, my next geek out is also related to E3. Mm-hmm. There were a couple games that I am very excited for as well. The first is Spider Man. We yeah. saw what we a saw some of this. Looking game. Oh, I know that's incredible. We saw some of this last year, but they had a villains trailer and gameplay that they showed this year. Uh, and the thing that I'm most excited about is that they announced the release date, and it's out in September. Wow! So it's only a couple Quick. months away now. Yeah, and I'm super super pumped. No more of the days were like yeah, uh, 2021. Yeah, yeah. Even though I can't September. afford it right now, I'm excited for it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll play it someday. So even though it's coming out in September, I'll probably play in like two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah, I saw. That. I was like, as soon as I saw that, I said, "Oh, Rob's got to be excited." Oh for God, this. yeah, so excited. And the worlds that they're doing, they're doing Frozen and mm-hmm. Toy Story. They're like hitting all the Pixar stuff, which I love. Well, they, this is gonna bring a whole new market. In. Yeah, yeah, of course. I would still love for them to bring in like Marvel and Star Wars. I understand why they wouldn't right now, and they still want to focus on the Disney. Yeah, the stuff that's primarily Disney. I get it, but I want. I want Marvel and Star Wars too. Right. So yeah, no, it's it's gonna be great. I'm pumped. When is that release? Uh, November, I believe. Oh, not bad. Either November, or December. You would think I would have remembered, but yeah, yeah. for Christmas. Yeah, it's a great holiday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then, oh wait, no, I'm sorry. Is it? It's 2019. It releases oh. on January. So it's not this year. It's January 29th or something. Mm-hmm. Like right after my birthday, and I'm like, uh, come on, right? <laughs> uh, and then the last game is Twin Mirror, which yeah. there's not a ton of info about. There's a trailer that came out, 
It is from a company called Don't Nod, who is also responsible for the game Life is Strange. Oh, okay. and I really enjoy that game. Um, yeah. I'm assuming it's going to be a game in similar storytelling fashion. Mm hmm. But before I get too excited about it, I want to know for sure because Donut has done some other stuff as well that I'm not as excited about as I was Life is Strange. So I'll wait and it's one of those wait and see things, but just the announcement of another game from them was yeah. exciting. Very cool. Uh, my next geek out is Fallout 4. Yes. Because I just started playing. All right. It's about time. Yeah, I know. Right. Not Fallout New Vegas. Go. Nope. Well, I skipped right over New Vegas. <laughs> that game has no chance. And I went right to Fallout 4. Um, I mean, at, at this point, I feel like it's the joke that yeah. won't die. So it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. I, I was like, I'll play Fallout New Vegas if I ever get partnered on Twitch or something. Yeah. But until then, it's funnier not to play it because it I spent $60 on it. And it's yeah, just it's sitting there. there. Never yeah. put it in the machine. It's great. Uh, but I did start playing Fallout 4 on the PC. Mm hmm. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. The only thing that I had an issue with was the key binding. So I, I'm sure you don't run into You played on Xbox. Yeah. So you didn't run into the problems that I had here. Um, when I'm playing computer games, the normal movement keys are WASD. Oh, this is what you mean by key binding. I'm yeah, yeah. Going, I have no idea what he's talking about. That means <laughs> something in the game. Well, you don't play games on your computer. No, so I don't. You wouldn't I don't run even have this. a computer. So. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the WASD keys are your normal movement keys, like forward, backwards, strafing, oh, okay. side to side. Uh, and then you obviously you move the camera around with the mouse and stuff like that. But what I do, and I've always done, is I rebind the movement keys to ESDF, the keys right next to them. Mm -hmm. And people, I guess there are people that do this in addition to me. The reason I do it is because it leaves more, a little more space on the left-hand side of the keyboard. Yeah. So I can use like A as my activate key instead of like moving oh. left instead of caps lock, which is a bulkier key. Like I just want a little small one to hit with my pinky. I don't yeah. need a big key. Uh, but I also, I just have more room for it. R is usually reload. In most games, which is right next to, I don't have to move my hand to hit it. So it's a little more convenient. It feels convenient to me. In most games, when you rebind movement keys, it will rebind things that are also the same letter yeah. to change as well. With Fallout 4, it doesn't. So now, Did you get the Fallout on the computer so that you could stream it? Is that why yeah. you didn't get the console? Well, that and someone bought it for me. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. You can't turn it. Yeah. So I set mine to ESDF. Mm -hmm. um, and... Most games, it doesn't happen in Fallout where everything is rebound. So when I rebind my movements and then I activate VATS, yeah, it doesn't remap to those same keys. Oh, so up and down and left and right and VATS remain WASD. So you have to shift your so hand. So I over. would have to shift my hand over back and forth every time I enter VATS. And I was like, I, that's, that's not, I'm not doing that. That's yeah. crazy. So I tried playing with the default keys and I was like, nah, nah, nah. I was just, yeah. it, it was like a learning curve that I wasn't used to. I'm like, I don't want to struggle to play this. So I right. found a program called auto hotkey mm -hmm. and it hard remaps. You have to write like a little script in notepad and then it hard remaps things inside of the application across the board. Wow. So like when you remap, it will change. Like it'll say, oh, hit E to move forward instead of saying hit W to move forward. Mm -hmm. So the game realizes. When you use auto hockey, it doesn't do that. So it's still telling me the wrong controls, but I know oh, okay. what's what. So now instead of like hitting it, it, I don't know. It just tells the computer that when I hit E, I'm actually hitting W. Yeah. yeah. And then it works fine now. So I'm good. How do you like playing it on the PC versus console? I find it easier. 
Really? Yeah, because anytime I play a first person shooter, I don't like first person shooters on console in general because the mouse is way more accurate than moving around a joystick. Yeah. And usually when you play a game like that on a console, the joystick will actually help you a little like the program will make it less sensitive and Mm -hmm. it'll kind of like gravitate towards what it thinks you're trying to shoot to kind of compensate for that. But I like having very kind of pinpoint accuracy. So I've been playing very sniper like Mm -hmm. and to be able to like really get in there and pinpoint my exact target. Right. And then even like holding the button to hold my breath and firing. Oh, so satisfying. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get all the downloadable content with it? I didn't know. I don't have any of it either. Yeah. I just played through the main story. Yeah, it's fine. I don't. How far into it are you? Uh, yeah, I'm about maybe five or six hours in. I never got into the building stuff. Me, I don't like that part. I don't care about that. There are people who do. There are. I watch videos and I'm like, that's incredible. Yeah, I just don't care about it. Put into this. If I want to play The Sims, I'll play The Sims. True. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fallout Sims. Uh, my next geek out and last geek out is San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. Because it's next week. Wow. Wow. That was quick. Yeah. It's right around the corner. Um, so if anybody else is going to San Diego Comic-Con, I'm still booking my things. I have a few things scheduled right now. It feels light this year. Really? Yeah. The stuff that I'm even getting invited to is like less than normal, which is strange. Unless it's just all going to come in this week. Maybe. But it normally, it norm- there's normally more. But uh, I have a couple things scheduled so far. Not a ton. I'm going to get as much as I can. But I'll be there on the 18th. The night of, so I probably won't go to the con because mm-hmm. I don't think I'll have time for preview night. But and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, I will be at the con and doing interviews. And then I leave on Monday night. Nice. So I'll just be hanging around on the Monday, enjoying San Diego. What are the big expectations or hope? What are things people are hoping for? Preview of the next Avengers movie or something? That's a good question. I don't. I don't know really what know. everybody's excited about. Yeah, this summer has been so packed with you know jurassic world the avengers yep. everything that's come out like what like game of thrones is not even going game of thrones has said we're not gonna have a presence at comic-con this year because is disney also pulled out of there disney is not pulled out no but oh. they do they do hold things for uh d23 yeah which is because they have their own thing so why are they going to show off everything else i thought didn't i thought some studio pulled out of comic-con they so, did last somebody year. Somebody wasn't going to it anymore. There's somebody else that's not going, like just one particular property, but not oh. an entire studio or anything. Yeah. I don't think anyone would really completely pull out a Comic Con. It's too big. Yeah. It's good publicity. But no, you're not really aware of what people are going in for. No, I don't know what the big thing is this year. But Maybe I'm sure I'll know what it is as soon as I enter yeah. the convention hall I'm and sure. I see banners <laughs> yep. everywhere. Uh, those are all my geek outs though. Cool. So let's talk freakouts. Oh, freak out! What do you got? Uh, I keep breaking more teeth. Yeah. All right. Let's let's get into it. Well, <laughs> I shattered that one tooth. Right. Right. A while back. And then at my birthday, mm-hmm. we went out to dinner. I mm-hmm. got pizza. I had cracked another tooth, and a filling fell out. So now I'm finally getting into the dentist. They're like, you know, you need a couple crowns, so mm-hmm. we'll do that. So I went a few weeks ago. They did a, a top tooth. And she goes in. I said, you know, the the bottom feels a little weird, like when I chew. Mm. So they did a couple x-rays and they look. she's like, you have two more teeth that are cracked 
and if we don't put crowns on them, how we'll are you cracking? Probably teeth? shatter. That's what I said. Are you chewing on rocks? What is I happening? I said. She goes, "What do you eat?" I said, "Honestly, it's ground turkey yep. or ground beef or a burger patty. It's veggies. Yep. I occasionally have some chips if I'm at like a yeah, party yeah. or something." I was like, "I don't eat any almonds or peanuts. I don't eat anything hard." And she said, "You know, she said teeth are a genetic thing." Yeah, yeah. She goes, "Your your enamel and your teeth are soft." I have fairly soft teeth too, but I don't. I don't tend to crack them. And she said she thinks that my massive amount of soda consumption in my teenage years oh. weakened my teeth so badly that they are literally just fragile. I have like five more crowns. Oh wow! Which after dental insurance is still five hundred dollars a crown. Ooh. Yep. So we did one last month, and now I'm going. Well, she started it. Now the crown's actually getting put on. Then we'll schedule the next one, most likely because of how she's backed up for July. And then probably one for the end of August. And I'm like, oh, my God. This is insane. With all these crowns, I'm going to have to start calling you King the Mike. King. King the Vorpy. King of, the King of Kings. <laughs> yeah. It's just frustrating. Because yeah. I just said, what the fuck? I'm healthy otherwise. And now I got to deal with all this dental problem. Yeah. But it explains why I can chip teeth so easily. Why the fillings aren't holding properly. So, as long as I don't need root canal. Oh, yeah. Sucks. Yeah, you don't want to deal with that. Which is what will happen. If I don't get the crowns, I'm either going to break a tooth or it's going to get infected. So, what the fuck? <laughs> From there, my next uh, freak out would be the iPhone. Yeah. I have withheld from updating the operating system for a while. To 11. You think that's what it is. Yeah. I, the newest one. I don't even know anymore. To the newest one. I held off to. I, I was like two updates behind or something or three. And then finally I said, oh, because Ashley was sending me things and like the emojis were showing up blank. And I'm like, I don't. What is this? She's like, you have to update it. I said, okay, <laughs> I'll update it. The first thing that happens is my alarms don't work. So now I have an alarm set. Yeah. And it doesn't go off. Great. I woke up one day. 35 minutes late. It was set for like 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. And I just woke up naturally and looked at the phone. No alarm went off. Nothing. Happened a few weeks ago. Again, I was supposed to get up at 7. At 7.20 something, I wake up, roll over, hit the phone button. It's 7.20 something. And I go, did I set it for p.m.? And I look. It's set for a.m. No noise. No nothing. So I double-checked everything in the settings. Mm -hmm. Maybe I turned the ringer volume down low and didn't hear it. It's halfway up. You hear that. Yeah, yeah. That and um, the battery. I have had no battery problems. And when I updated the operating system, my battery just drains and drains and drains. There like, might I'll, be processes going on in the background now with the new operating system. I went system. in and looked at everything. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of what I've read is that the new operating system is and Apple put the statement out that they were purposely killing batteries so that you'd want to get the new phone. That's and I, and insane. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Why do you do this? I mean, my phone died fast. Time to get one of these battery packs. Probably. Like battery pack cases. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll i play a game on the phone for like 10 minutes and I'll be down 20-something percent. That's crazy. Or I'll flip through Facebook or Instagram or check some emails and it just watch it dropping. There's also sometimes battery dropping where 
it's the perception of the battery dropping, but it's actually not dropping just because it'll be like at 20% or something. Yeah. And you plug it into charge and then all of a sudden it says it's like 78% mm-hmm. and you just plugged it in. You're like, well, how does that work? It was just an inaccurate percentage. Well, charging, it's a problem now too. Oh, lovely. I'm getting the accessory not compatible message all the time with Apple software. The only place that isn't happening is in the car with the USB plugged right mm. into the car. Other than that, like the regular cord plugged in, I get the accessory not compatible and it just stops charging. Mm. One time I had it plugged in and it, the notice came up and then I actually watched it drain my battery. So instead of charging, yeah. it was sucking the power out of the Oh, phone. lovely. Yes. This is what I've been – and I sit and I go, is it, it – am I insane? Like, is this really <laughs> happening? Why can't you just make a quality device? Right. Every time they update it, they try to move forward in one direction, but they're taking a step back in another section of the phone. And I just sit and go, it's Steve Jobs because he's not here. This is what happens. <laughs> so everything breaks. Everything breaks. Yikes. I don't think this stuff would have happened if he was still around. He was so he, meticulous yeah, he about detail. He didn't tolerate that no. kind of garbage. No. So, I mean, I don't know where else to go. You just get sick of it, mm. but it's convenient. And where do you go from here? It's like, who do you switch to? There's right. nobody. There's no Apple killer. There's nobody that's stepping up and you're going that right there. I mean, some people go to Google or Android. Yeah. Or, but then again, you're making a leap from one brand to another is a big change. Especially when you have like apps you bought and mm-hmm. all that. Music. Yeah. My whole iTunes thing is on my phone. Oh, so yeah. I don't yeah. have iTunes on a computer. So yeah. it's frustrating. If anybody out there has a solution to that or deals with it, you know, shoot Rob an email or whatever and let me, let me know. Yeah. Because I, I Google search stuff and I can't find many solutions to this accessory issue or the battery draining thing. So sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> it's a little bit of frustration. Yeah. That's it. All right. I have no free cuts. Rob is happy. Which is rare. I don't know if happy is the right word, but I have no free cuts. Oh. <laughs> uh, but when we, before we get into the reviews, uh, we have talked about a few video games. And just to remind people mm-hmm. that are listening, if you're a gamer that wants to help support the Geek Generation, we have partnered up with the folks at Humble Bundle. When you shop in the Humble Store or buy the latest bundle, a portion of your purchase comes our way. Just use thegeekgeneration.com slash humble. Before you buy your games in the Humble Store, you can pick up things like Firewatch, you can grab Fallout 4, and if you pick up any of that stuff, you're supporting us while you're buying your games. Again, doesn't cost you any extra money. TheGeekGeneration.com slash Humble. Yeah, ads. Reviews. Yeah. Yeah, we both saw a movie. We did. We did. The Incredibles 2. Yep. It was good. It was very good. I saw it with a bunch of little kids. Mm Mm-hmm. So... It took Autumn to a birthday party. I saw in a theater that had a bunch of little kids. Yeah. You were <laughs> well, I wasn't. I saw the first one when it came out. Yeah. Which was how long ago? 14 years. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, for what it was. It was a good cartoon action, you know, movie. Yep. From Disney. I love The Incredibles. I'm amazed it took this long to make another one. I am a little too. There was a, a while where Pixar really didn't want to do sequels. Mm-hmm. And I think. Cars kind of broke that. Their worst franchise broke the... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But maybe they felt like, oh, we we can't let Cars be the only thing we did sequels to. Let's make a good sequel. So I went in with pretty much no expectation for this movie. I just went in going, I'm going to sit at 1030 in the morning 
and uh, have some popcorn, which will break my teeth. Mm. Uh, but I w- I'm going to have some popcorn. And <laughs> I'm just going to sit and enjoy it. Yeah. And overall, I enjoy it. I'd say it's like four out of five stars. Yeah. The only things that bothered me about the movie were mm-hmm. the length. It was a bit long. And I noticed the Autumn and the other little kids were getting a little antsy mm-hmm. and they were having trouble sitting still. So I agree. You know, more normally these movies are an hour and a half to mm-hmm. an hour and 40, 45. Yeah. This was two hours with that other little movie before it. Yeah. They always do the shorts, which kids are just like, kids hate seeing those. Yeah. Anytime I've gone to the movies with my niece and nephew, they're like, okay, is the movie starting now? And we're like still in the trailers. And then they see the short and they're like, the movie's starting. And then they find out it's not the movie. And they're like, when's the movie starting? Like they don't care about. A two hour movie turned into what? Two and 20? Yeah. You know. And then trailers are a half hour too, usually on top of that. You got quite a bit of time. So you're looking at. I didn't. I also didn't love the short. I normally really enjoy them. It was sad and like. Yeah. I didn't love the short on this one. Yeah. Is it still attached to the movie if you go see it? Probably. They haven't. I think they leave it on there. The only one that they had pulled off at one point was there was a frozen short before I think Coco. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, But it was like 25 minutes long. That's a movie. Yeah. Well, that's a TV episode. (laughs) Exactly. And people were like, this is insane. Yeah. Like, we'll sit for a five to like eight minute short. Mm -hmm. Maybe a 25 minute one is it is bonkers. That's a lot to ask of people. It is. Granted, you can say, well, we're giving you more entertainment, but they didn't go for that. Maybe mm-hmm. some did. And then left <laughs> when Coco yeah, right. started. But Coco was good, too. Yeah, I liked it. But The Incredibles is a franchise. It's one of my favorite, mm-hmm. if not my favorite, Pixar franchise. I just, because superheroes yeah. and Pixar. And uh, I thought that um, Jack-Jack was by and large the standout character in this movie yeah i agree he was hilarious very funny yeah uh and then the voice acting of course is on par Mm -hmm. it was fantastic the villain how'd you feel about the villain it was okay i I thought again i sit and i go all right this is a kid's movie it kind of has to be obvious Mm -hmm. i knew right away it was going to be one of two people right yeah we all knew that and then they did the red herring thing which they try yeah they do so Overall, good movie. Yeah. It was fun. A little long, but you know we're going to wait another 14 years for I another one? I hope not. I hope not. I hope that some of the voice actors may not be here in 14 mm. years. They are all getting older. Yeah. But plenty of moments in the movie where you just laugh out loud. Yeah. So oh, it, God, it was yeah. a great summer action movie. Totally. And it isn't just geared for kids. Like Adults can go see this movie and have a good time. Totally. I mean, Disney's clearly investing in, well, in, in Pixar and this franchise because they just redid Disneyland, a whole section of it, you know, has a roller coaster dedicated to them. So I feel like Pixar's slowly taking over Disney World. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's the it's the kind of current generation Disney. Yeah. This movie took place right after the first one, right? Yeah. We oh, had yeah. a fourteen year gap, but this seemed to like just pick up right where it was, the first was pretty pretty much dovetailed. Yeah. Yeah. Because it starts off with the Mole Man. Mm-hmm. And that's how the first one ends. Right. You think we'll see a third sooner than later? I hope so. I think within the next five years. They're going to have to. Yeah. They're going to have pressure. Get another one out. I hope so. so. I enjoy it. You know, overall, good movie. Definitely go see it. It's, I think it's worth seeing in the theater. Totally. Don't wait for DVD or Cause whatever. Because it's, it's a big spectacle. It's an action movie. Yeah. 
fit right in with the rest of the summer blockbusters. Yep. Totally agree. Uh, it's got the Geek Generation stamp of approval. It does. <laughs> Uh, my review is for a game called Vampire. Some yeah. people are calling it Vampire. Uh, but I guess in, in more olden times, that traditionally had an E at the end to call it Vampire. Yeah. So people are pronouncing it both ways. I say Vampire because it also indicates what I'm actually talking about. Okay. If I just say, hey, I played a game called Vampire, people would be like, well, okay. There's probably multiple games with a name like that. So Vampire, uh, V-A-M-P-Y-R. So you play as a, a, a vampire? A vampire, yeah. So... Uh, this is Which another I think game. Everybody has always want anybody who loves. And there are games like love that. To be a vampire, yeah, there anything. are plenty of games like that. Uh, Blood Rain mm-hmm. is like that. Vampire: The Masquerade is another game like that. So there's lots of games out there where you can play as vampires. Uh, but this is another game by Don't Nod, mm-hmm. the, the same company who did Life is Strange yeah. and is doing that Twin Mirror game. I was hoping for a narrative type game like Life is Strange. Mm-hmm. That's not what this is. This is more of a third-person action game. Okay. So the the premise is that you play Dr. Jonathan Reed. Uh, you have come to London to meet up with your sister. Uh, this is during... It's in the past, so it takes place in London during the outbreak of the Spanish flu. Mm-hmm. So there's a virus going around, and a lot of people are crediting like vampiric activity to the Spanish flu. Okay. They've been like, oh, something's wrong with that person. They have Seems the Spanish like the right flu. setting for this. Yeah. I don't yeah. feel like vampires fit in... 2018 no not as much not as much you have to go back you know a ways yeah i mean there are ways to do it like underworld did it very well um i just started watching van helsing on Mm -hmm. sci-fi that's doing it very well uh but in terms of a game though yeah in terms of a game it feels right so and it's very atmospheric Mm -hmm. like it looks great kind of like that smoky streets of London idea yeah. is a perfect setting. Kind of gritty. Yeah, absolutely. And since you are playing uh, someone who is turned to a vampire. So within the intro of the game, you wake up in a pile of bodies. That's how the game starts. Nice. So that's like the first thing. Yeah. So you wake up in a pile of bodies and you start stumbling around and you're already craving blood because whatever. Mm-hmm. So you go over and this is, I guess this is kind of a little spoilery, but not really. It's the first thing that happens in the game. So you stumble over to a person who's like, oh, it's so, thank God, you're alive. And you, she hugs you and just like an animal, you bite yeah. her. Turns out to be your sister. So right away, first thing you've yeah. done in the game is you've killed your sister. Nice. Yeah. Good start. Yeah. We've set the mood. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the big kind of selling point of this game is that there is a lot of moral choice happening. Okay. So there are different districts within London, and each one has like a a set of NPCs that are named people that have built up characters and stories and all that. Um, Your struggle is whether or not you're going to kill some of these people or all of these people. So you build... Because it's a third-person action game, you have to get experience, you have to level up your abilities, it allows you to get better, so that combat is easier, so that you can beat different parts, stuff like that. You can get experience from playing side missions and killing kind of grunt characters that don't really have names or stories or anything, uh, and they don't really kind of count in the overall scheme of things, Mm -hmm. but all these NPCs do. So you have conversations with them. Uh, some of them get sick and you're a doctor, so you treat them. What is your purpose in the game? You're va- trying to find a cure to this? So there's a couple things going on. You kind of learn about your purpose as you go, but one of the big overarching things is like, okay, who bit me? Yeah. 
Like, who turned me? Why? Because you find out in the game it's not easy to turn people. Oh, okay. You it's not as, as easy as just bite them? Nope, it's not oh. that easy. But there's also, like, contradiction in that. Mm. So, like, you learn at one point from another vampire tells you that the way to turn people is they have to drink your blood. So I think we've seen that in vampire lore before. I think so. Where like in it's one thing to bite someone and drain their blood and kill them. It's another to turn them where they have to drink of your blood mm -hmm. in some way. And then that will turn them into a vampire. So they say that and you're like, oh, okay. And then it's like, well, wait a minute. How did that happen? Like, at what point did you do that? You weren't turned voluntarily. You woke yeah. up a vampire. Like, you didn't choose to drink somebody's blood so did they force feed you their own blood at some point yeah and they get slipped into a drink by accident yeah it's the and movie, you know of that age i god i i feel like it's okay to go into some spoilers here because my my review for the game overall is not super positive oh so and a lot of people have been trying to stream this and trying to play it and a lot of people are like i just can't get through it really because it's just not holding my interest it gets boring. It does. I feel it does. Repetitive? Um, like Assassin's Creed, how it got repetitive. All right, a little, yeah, yeah. Listen to somebody, steal something, go kill the guy. There's a lot of that. I won't I won't go into spoilers, really. Um, but there's another thing that happens that contradicts mm. this idea of how you turn people. And they're like, it's very difficult. And very you have to be very purposeful about turning. But then accidents seem to keep happening. Uh, so it's... it's and there's a lot of contradiction like that throughout the game and yeah. kind of breaking of its own lore. So I have I have no problem with accepting your rules that you set forward as long as you're consistent to them. Yeah. But if you start contradicting your You've own said rules this about other yeah, games, many things. Too. Um, if you start contradicting your own rules, I'm gonna have a problem with it. It just doesn't line up properly. How's the world feel? The Is world's it alive? great. The Are world's there people great. Out shopping and walking and talking. Not a ton because you're a vampire, so you always operate at night. So the streets are okay. not as active as, and so there's a reason for it, mm. and it makes sense. But the world itself does. The world is probably one of the better aspects of the game. That kind of mood and feel yeah. in the world that they built of that kind of classic London. Um, so you have all these NPCs to gain experience from. Mm. Uh, the the easiest way to gain XP is to kill and drink the blood of one of the NPCs. You get a huge XP boost, and there are ways to make them worth more. So as a doctor, you can cure their ailments, and mm -hmm. that, uh, that increases their blood quality. Okay. You can cool. also learn more about them. So when you ask them questions or ask other characters questions, it unlocks hints about characters. Oh. And those show up differently in your dialogue. And when you trigger a hint, it increases their blood quality. So the idea is that they're putting you in a moral quandary mm. where... You learn about this character, and in doing so, you get attached to them. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, but... So you feel for them. Yeah, you're like, but I you want the XP, yeah. but I don't want to kill you because I'm familiar with you and your story, and it feels wrong now. That's, Does that play out well? That's the supposed moral quandary. Oh. The problem with this is I went in, and I know not everyone's going to run into this problem. I went in deciding to play as a pacifist mm. so i'm killing all the grunts that i kind of have to i have not killed one npc yet i think i'm like i'm not done the game i'm maybe like 12 or 14 hours into it i have not killed one npc yeah i haven't felt that i needed to because have some of the bosses killed me yeah 
but I've always managed to learn their patterns and take them out just by trying harder. Yeah. So I've never been put in the situation of like, oh, I feel like I have to kill somebody to get to the next level. Mm -hmm. The game doesn't challenge me enough to do that. Okay. So the moral choice has never really been presented to me. And since I decided to try and play like a pacifist, right from the outset, I was like, I'm not going to kill any of the NPCs. Yeah. I'm going to be a doctor more than a vampire. So now I'm going through all these dialogue chains and unlocking hints to, and sometimes you have to, to unlock side quests, which is where I am getting my XP mm -hmm. from. And I have to do like every side quest. Yeah. If I'm going to keep up my leveling to where I need to be to even have a chance yeah. against some of these bosses and enemies. So I'm doing all that and I have to have all these conversations with them and the dialogue's terrible <laughs> and the game feels like more talking than doing. Oh, I hate that. So uh, I'm like, I'm so bored by the conversations. Like you can have, uh, it's one of those games too, where like you say one thing and someone gets really angry at you. And then you say another thing on a different dialogue chain. And they're back to normal. <laughs> and you're like, that doesn't follow any that. logic yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and then the combat with the grunts is very repetitive and so kind of dull. You're, you're not biting them. You're just fist fighting. I mean, I'm biting some of the grunts because it's, it's a move in combat. And it helps restore my blood level while I'm oh. fighting, but it doesn't, it doesn't count as violating the pacifist run. Right. I'm uh. still, if I don't kill any of the important people, then I've yeah. still completed it as a pacifist according to the game. I see. Because there are certain bosses and things you have to kill. There's no way to get around it because mm -hmm. you fight like beasts. Oh, okay. That they're, you can't even reason with them. They're monsters. All right. So you're not killing humans. You're killing monsters. I'm killing vampire hunters. That are human, that are coming after me. Yeah. But again, I got to kill them. They're coming after me. What yeah. am I going to do? <laughs> so it's very odd. But yeah. the so the biggest selling point of the game doesn't work on me. Right. Because I'm playing as a pacifist. So none of that matters. Hmm. And I'm never being put into a situation where I have to make like a hard moral choice. So I'm just like, all right, that's fine. I guess that's the big sell of the game. It just doesn't matter to me. I've stopped streaming it. I was streaming like the first half of it. I, I remember when you started to, and I had turned the stream on to start watching. Yeah. And I don't know what happened. I had to shut it off. You probably got as bored as I did. No, it wasn't even that. <laughs> it was literally like a couple minutes in, and then oh, okay. some, autumn was something. I don't know. Yeah. It, I, I had to walk it away. I, uh, so I just, I just, I'm, I've lost interest in the that game, sucks. really. I mean, I have to finish it because the idea is great. Yeah. I mean, I'm reviewing it here, but I always feel like, cause I got a code from the company. And I feel obligated to finish the game before I write a formal review because yeah. I feel that people that don't do that are irresponsible reviewers. Mm -hmm. So these are my initial impressions. The story could be could end up being amazing. And I will come back and let you guys know if that's the case. Yeah. But if you hear nothing further on this game from me, it's ultimately not worth your time. You've put about 12 hours in. 12 to 14. Yeah. Wow. How many hours is it? I am maybe halfway through. Oh, boy. Yeah. And I I have to finish maybe it. Maybe it'll pick up. I'll, maybe I'm hoping, but I'm gonna finish it on my Change own. Change modes and just start murdering everybody. <laughs> you know. I mean, I want an achievement for passing. I've done this that one in if there is one. <laughs> where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go through nice and stale. Yeah. So I'm like, screw it, and I'm blowing everybody up. You know? I mean, the nice thing about if you do do that, like it changes your appearance. You become oh, more animalistic. Really, people react to you differently. That's cool. Somewhat, um, like the is there real time like weather weather in it where you there's tonight, rain and, and now stuff all of a sudden and you just notice the sun's coming up no, so you have to hide never or something? Happens. okay no because uh at the end whenever you decide to rest 
That's how you level up. So oh. you don't just level up in the middle of things. If you've gained enough experience, you go to sleep in one of your hideouts and you wake up and it says the following night. Got so it. you never really are out in the day. Yeah. And also you can jump like three levels by sleeping. Oh, which is crazy. Like yeah. I'd rather just kind of level up on the fly. Why yeah. not? I don't know. So I'm, I wouldn't really recommend it, but if people want to play, it's out there. Yeah. <laughs> if that, if that floats your uh, boat. Too bad. I was hoping, I thought your review was going to be, I was hopeful that it was going to be good. Yeah. It's not great. Yeah. It's kind of middling. Like there's some okay stuff in it. I still, the thing I still care about in the game is the overall narrative. I still am into the mystery of, all right, who did this? Why did they do yeah. this? That still intrigues me. And it's the only reason, well, not that. And I have to write a review. That's the only thing keeping me interested. Yeah. Everything else is kind of dull. No hints towards it. No idea. I mean, I he's shown himself as like a an entity. Oh, but I haven't like seen this actual creature or person. Yeah. He's just like astral projected, kind of. Oh, and it, even that form was kind of wavery. Like hmm. you can't tell what's going on. So there's a mystery there, and yeah. I'm fascinated by the mystery. But that's kind of it at this point. All right, we got some news before we get out of here. Yeah. A few stories to go through. Uh, the first one's an unfortunate story, but it's a big one. Artist Steve Ditko, an iconic name in the comic book industry, has passed away at 90 years old. So big life for one. Uh, Ditko began drawing and publishing comics in the 1950s, working alongside Joe Simon and Jack Kirby. Ditko was ev uh, eventually enlisted by Stanley to help him create a new superhero character who would become Spider-Man. Oh, wow. So one of the co-creators of Spider-Man. Uh. Spidey made his debut in Amazing Fantasy number 15 in August 1962, and he continued to draw the web slinger from issues number one through number 38. Along the way, Ditko co-created many fan-favorite villains, including Dr. Octopus, mm -hmm. Vulture, Electro, Scorpion, Craven the Hunter, the Lizard, Mysterio, Sandman, and the Green Goblin. Wow, so the mate, the staple. Yeah. Other characters within the Spider-Verse created by Ditko include Aunt May, J. Jonah Jameson, no Flash Thompson, Betty Brant, Harry Osborn, and Mary Jane Watson. So this guy is, this is the creator of Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. Him and Stan Lee kind of did this whole universe together. And so he's a big, big name in comic books, an icon. Yeah. Ditko's fingerprints are all over other Marvel Comics characters as well, as he also co-created Doctor Strange with Stan Lee. Wow. Along with villains Dormammu and Baron Mordo. Later in his career, Ditko moved to DC Comics, where he co-created characters like the Creeper, Hawk and Dove, the Ted Cord version of Blue Beetle, Captain Adam, and the Question. Wow. So both sides, he played both teams. He did. And he made it to 90 years old. Good for him. Good for him. A big, big life. Yeah. So he's he's a major part of all the things we love. Uh, next story here. Golden Globe winner Idris Elba is joining the cast of the Fast and Furious spinoff titled Hobbs and Shaw, which pairs Dwayne The Rock Johnson with Jason Statham. Elba is set to appear as the villain of the film, which is set for release on August 2nd, 2019. This franchise need to go on. I don't think it needs to. I thought it was done when Paul Walker died. I thought like, so, I thought too. That's but... it. Let's wrap it up and end on a good note. And they just, they're going to murder it. And like, if anything, gonna... well, I think the spinoffs are okay. Yeah. They have a universe. The spinoffs are fine. I actually am interested in Hobbs and Shaw because they're two of the more interesting characters. Yeah. I don't care about the main Fast and Furious franchise anymore, but it's tremendously profitable. Of course. It is. Making tons of money. They have their own ride at Universal. Mm -hmm. So 
But Idris Elba is a big name to bring in. It is. I Absolutely. mean, the last one had Charlize Theron. Yeah. So they're still getting a list there's money, people. Yeah, that, there's money to be spent. Absolutely. Because money's being made. That's right. Miles Teller has joined the cast of Top Gun 2 to play the role of Goose's adult son. Those who have seen Top Gun remember Goose as being best friends and wingman to Tom Cruise's Maverick. Top Gun 2 is said to be set in a world of drone technology and fifth-generation fighters, along with exploring the end of the era of dogfighting. Hmm. So it's going to be a little... I think it's going to end up being a little of the the old school versus the new school kind right. of idea, which is kind of cool. And I like Miles Teller a lot, so... yeah. I don't know that we necessarily need a Top Gun sequel, but I'll when see it. When did the it. first one come out? God, I don't even know. 80s? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so long ago. God. Tom Cruise was a baby. He was, comparatively, yeah. absolutely. Deadline is reporting that the Sonic the Hedgehog movie has found yeah. its villain with the addition of comedian Jim Carrey, ah. who will play Robotnik in the film. I thought Jim Carrey was done with movies. Uh, I guess not. No, he's back. And, and then this is he comes back for Sonic. <laughs> well, he's been back in other stuff, too. I haven't seen him in anything. No, he's been around. No. Carrie joins a cast for the live action animation hybrid that includes Tika Sumptor and James Marsden, even though we don't yeah. know what roles they're playing yet. I don't know. Marsden is the lead, we're told. We don't know if he's actually playing a human or if he's going to be voicing Sonic. How do you feel about this? I don't need to see it. I don't need to see it, but I'm... I have trouble with these movies that are like I, I did the space, hybrid space stuff. jam was good, you know, but yeah, I don't like the hybrid stuff. I have trouble believing that this world exists. I like some of it. Like I liked Alvin and the chipmunks. The Roger, first one. Roger Rabbit was interesting yeah. because it was like hand drawn in and it was. And that was all the licenses combining yeah, too. yeah to see everybody. Yeah, it's crazy. I, 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 I have trouble staying in these worlds. I think some of I them worse, but not all of them. They can be difficult. Like, I think Sonic's kind of a, a reach. Sonic hasn't really been that relevant. He still I has mean, they, games they coming out. It, he has shows. But, oh, it's just, really? Yeah. Yeah. Sonic Boom was on TV as a cartoon for a while recently. I had no idea. I thought Sonic just kind of. I mean, it's more kids off. oriented. The yeah. cartoons and that kind of stuff. But it's out hmm. there. It's still relevant. And they're wow. still coming out with Sonic games. They just announced uh, Sonic Team Racing at E3. And I like Sonic Racing, uh, what is it, Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed or whatever. Yeah. That's a great game. Super fun. Kind of like the Mario Kart version of Sonic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Mario Kart's fun. According to Heat Vision, Oscar winner Jared Leto has signed on with Sony to star in a Morbius the Living Vampire oh. movie. Originally, Dr. Michael Morbius, the scientist, tried to cure his rare blood disease only to become afflicted with a form of vampirism that gave him superior strength, fangs, and a taste for plasma. The character fought Spider-Man several times, though ev uh, eventually earned several of his own books where mm -hmm. he had a more heroic arc. I've got a Morbius comic book in my basement. Yeah. All wrapped up. <laughs> I'm sitting in a box. In the comics, uh, he also has an ongoing feud with Blade the Vampire Hunter. Oh. So where I wonder where the movie's going. Will that be tied into the Spider-Man universe or Probably. is this going to go towards him? A way to it is a Sony Blade? movie. It is a Sony movie. Mm -hmm. So Who's Blade? Uh, Blade was what was Blade? Fox? I think it was Fox, but I could be wrong. That's a good question. Oh, who's Morbius gonna? F I mean, gonna oh, what's he gonna do? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. know. I mean, it's still within the Spider Verse, mm -hmm. especially since it is Sony. But I'm curious. They might not even attach it with this one. 
like we might see a tag at the yeah. end that brings it into the Spider-Verse there. We'll have to wait and see. It should be good to see. Hopefully yeah. it's I'm interested. I like when they pull kind of random characters that you wouldn't think they might. Yeah. And a lot of studios have been experimenting with different genres of superhero movies. Yeah. So it's nice to see Fox has been doing it more. So you got like Logan, mm-hmm. um, the new mutants looks very different, like more of a horror movie. Yeah. So they're doing some different stuff, which I think is interesting. Keep it fresh. Yeah. See what hit, what clicks. Yeah. Lastly, studio don't nod who we've been talking about a yeah. lot on the show already has revealed that the first episode of their highly anticipated sequel to life is strange is set to debut on September 27th, 2018, with four more episodes to follow. In the meantime, you can play a free game released by the studio entitled The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit, which was announced at E3 and takes place in the Life is Strange universe. So they released a shorter uh, playthrough. Mm -hmm. I think it took, I played through it already. It was maybe like an hour and a half to two hours, something like that. And it's just a free episode that kind of bridges things. Not totally bridges things it introduces some new characters yeah. into the universe but hey it's free and it's like two hours I need so to play life is strange it's a good game it's very good episodic so it's like five episodes mm-hmm. and then they went back and created a prequel uh called life is strange before the storm oh. that takes place before the events of life is strange but it's definitely worth even you know how i feel about prequels yeah uh but i still played before the storm because i do enjoy that universe mm-hmm. And it was worth playing, but it did suffer from some prequel problems because you're playing a game based on choice. Yeah. But you already know where it's oh. going because. So your choices don't really matter because, you know, again, you branch off. Yeah. But you're going to get sucked back into that main. So story. you already know where it's going. So the choices do feel you get it. You learn more about the characters. That's the interesting part about it. Yeah. But yeah, it does feel a little bit like your choices don't matter. Um, and then they, the, the thing that's really good though, uh, is it comes with a, if you buy the full pack, it comes with a bonus episode, mm-hmm. um, called Farewell. And that brings back one of the characters from Life is Strange into it. And it's, I don't, I don't want to say too much about it. It's maybe like an hour and a half episode, but that's probably the most emotional I've ever gotten out of video game. Really? Is that, that one good? bonus episode? Yeah. Is really, really good. Cool. Yeah. But Life is Strange is absolutely worth playing, in my opinion. That is it for cool. this episode. So uh, final thought or something you'd like to plug? Uh, well, Rob did the designing of the new logos for me and website build. So I'm going to plug you, sir. Oh, thank oh that you. sounds good. Hey I'm going to plug them. All right. <laughs> but yeah, head over to the Stafford Fitness Club dot com or Wesley Fitness. You see the logos. Rob built the websites. And the reason I mentioned that is the people at both gyms. Mm-hmm. Love the logos. Oh, great. The colors, the look of them, and the members of the new gym and staff. And let's be fair, it was a collaborative effort. It was. You I presented it, what yeah. you wanted. Um, They love the website. Like, I get comments on it all the time. So, very Fantastic. good. Fantastic. So, Rob is awesome at that if you need him. RobLoganMedia.com. Right. <laughs> if you need me for any of that stuff. Uh, also, we are going to have right after this, we're going to record another Oreo taste testing video. Yeah. So we have three more Oreo flavors to check out. I know normally we've been doing that on the podcast mm-hmm. in the past, but I actually enjoy doing the format of the videos yeah. on YouTube for that. I think that works. Videos better. everything. And, and no more chewing during the podcast type idea. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to separate it. it. It lends itself better to video. So 
Uh, it might not be out right away when this podcast comes out, but if you check out the YouTube channel at thegeekgeneration.com slash YouTube or youtube.com slash thegeekgeneration, you can get to our channel and uh, there will be another Oreo taste test video coming out. For everything else we do, head on over to thegeekgeneration.com. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We always appreciate those. You can watch our live events at twitch.tv slash thegeekgeneration, and you can follow my new personal Twitch account over at twitch.tv slash therobblogan. You can send emails with your feedback to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. We'll be back soon with more geeky stuff for you, and we will see you then. Later. See ya. Make it so.